I'm Corey Crenshaw. I'm Richie Suave Flores. And this is Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. On the Hockey Podcast Network. Welcome back in Sporty Nation. It is a wonderful and amazing Thursday. You are almost through your week. Yes, I said it, almost through your week. But before we talk about anything else coming on this week and tonight, let's introduce my wonderful and amazing co-host who decided to change it up a little bit in his intro there. And I kind of really, really enjoyed it. Richie Suave Flores, how you doing? What did I do? Uh, you're, you're on the Hockey Podcast Network was extra snazzy today. I liked it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like to change that up once in a while, you know, put in a lot of flair in there. Make it a lot more fun. <laughs> yeah, it was, it just had an extra oomph to it and I enjoyed it. Thank you. Yes, because I'm currently drinking some cold brew because I've been stuck in my little cubby hole here pretty much the entire day. So I regular cold brew or whiskey cold brew. No, this is the cold brew we have on tap at the station, with a little bit of um, French vanilla um, stuff in there too. Um, wow, spoiled. So I have a, trying to you know trying to get a little bit little bit of energy there. But now you're not going to be able to sleep tonight. You're going to be all wired. Oh yeah. Oh god, I have to get up so early tomorrow. Both of us have to wake up so early tomorrow. So this is going to be a quick episode for you guys in case you're wondering. Guys, they talked for an hour last time. How come they're only talking for 20 minutes this time? Well, it's because Corey and I have to wake up really, really early. <laughs> yeah, Rich, both of us actually have to wake up early because we have to be at work early. But um, at least on my end, it's because I'm going on a trip um, on Richie's end. It's uh, just because he's working. So um, if you're going to feel bad for anyone, definitely feel bad for Richie. <laughs> um, although uh, I, it's because people are convincing me to go skiing. And um, that's never really been my forte. I've only skied once and it did not end well. It's actually one of the jokes that um, quite a few people have um, made to me multiple times of recent because I, uh, it, it was like something out of a movie. I full blown had to like clothesline myself on two people in order to, to stop. I was literally screaming, I can't stop, I can't stop, I can't stop. And then I, I put my arms out and had these two random people waiting in line for the ski lift to Ooh. stop me. And um, I opened my eyes after I fell. And um, I was laying flat on my back in the snow, staring up at the sky with people hovering over the top of me going, are you okay? <laughs> and then they were asking if I was laughing or if I was crying. And I said a little bit of both. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's the good thing about that I like about snowboarding. I've been snowboarding a couple times, and the great thing about it is like, like um, I'm not. I suck, quite frankly. I am garbage. But the cool thing about it is like, if you think you're going too fast, you're gonna hit somebody. Just fall flat on your ass, and that's how you stop. It's genius. No, it's pretty nice. That's... It hurts like hell, and you'll you'll be sore afterwards because trying to like hop back up afterwards. It fucks up your knees and your back, and it's just hell, like, for the next 48 hours, because you feel like you just 
ran through a gauntlet of being pounded constantly. But uh, I wish you luck this weekend. Please don't crash so we can do the show. Thank you. I I hope not. My parents um, have a deep love for skiing um, that I, I just at this point don't share. But they are very convinced of trying to get me to actually enjoy skiing. Um, we'll see how that goes, though. And I, uh, I really hope that I actually do enjoy it at the end of it. Um, I just feel like born and raised in Arizona, I wasn't made for winter sports. I agree. I, I wholeheartedly agree with you on that one, honestly. I for sure. Um, because I that's why I don't really like doing it either, be just exactly because of what you said. But whatever. I mean, I just I don't really have the time to make it up to Flagstaff anymore to, to go for a day and because you have to get up super early and just like oh, I don't want to do it. So So I'm glad you get oh, to go speaking, though. Speaking of heading up to Flagstaff and Snow though, I forgot to tell you, I'm gonna tell you on the show. Our dear friend Dom, speaking of, um, you know, being born and raised in Arizona, this will be the first time he has ever seen snow. Oh. Oh, that's going to be an experience. Yeah, he's going to, and I think they're going to try and force him to, to snowboard. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that's that's jumping into it real quick. Like, you, you see snow, and then you're snowboarding on it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it'll be his first time ever seeing snow i'll have to record it and see if i can send that over to you because that should be that should be fun that should be interesting i mean he's what 26 and uh no snow ever it'll be like a shock shock to the system there so oh yeah (laughs) no adjustment period whatsoever just throw him straight into it that's yeah it's kind of the best way to do it though that is true. Well, that, okay. Yeah, then this is actually an interesting little conversation. Do you think that's always the best is to just throw someone into something as opposed to like letting them acclimate themselves or kind of gently teaching them? Like, so you think just throwing them straight into it is best? Well, no. I mean, you need some like I I did like a like a a, a class for snowboarding. So it made it a lot easier. So you just don't know. No, for the love of goodness, don't, don't, don't go here's your snowboard without any learning experience or whatever. Just go do it. That's not that's not a smart idea because that's going to get somebody hurt. So I was more saying that's what they're going to do to him. It's not like they know how to how to snowboard really. Yeah. And I mean, my parents knew how to ski and were trying to teach me, but I accidentally took off without their knowledge, and that's when I hit those people. So, you know, sometimes you just can't stop yourself. And that's the problem I'm feeling with, I'm very concerned for Dom, is that he's going to see snow and then have to snowboard in it. And he's going to be around people that don't know how to snowboard and don't know how to stop. This sounds very dangerous. So, um, you know, if this ends up really terrible, you guys actually at least have it all on record here that... um. I knew it might end badly before we even did this. (laughs) I expect a full report back on our next show. Deal. Thank you. Thank you. Deal. Deal. It should be, should be interesting. It'll, I please, uh, I don't know if you're, if you guys out there are religious or not or whatever, whatever you believe in pray to whatever it is. 
even if it's Yoda or some, I don't know, I don't know, some other random god that you've created for yourself, Vishnu. please pray to them for me. What did you say? I said Vishnu. That's the only Hindu god I can think of is Vishnu. I don't even know if that's correct, but uh, sorry. Oh, I, I had no idea. I mean, sorry that if I was impressive somebody. that you even knew that. Yeah, it's because I watched The Simpsons and Apu, and I just saw a story about Apu, and that's what made me think of it. <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah, that was actually its own little, its own little thing. But we won't dive into that because it's not a political show. But um, I digress. Well, the things that we do dive into are things like the game on. Gosh, now I'm missing my days of the week. Tuesday. What day was that? Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Gosh, sorry. I, because to me, the whole recording the day and then like having it air the next day thing sometimes gets in my head. Um, against Florida, sadly, the Coyotes, as you all know, lost. It was a hard fought game, and the first half was definitely um, a better it, the entire game was a better looking game for the coyotes in general um they definitely looked heavier in the first half than they did in the second um but they seemed quicker in the second so it, it was good overall but you still can't win by only scoring one goal and i mean it was it was impressive in the fact that uh richardson was able to get that shorthanded goal. We haven't seen a shorty in a while from them, which is so funny because, um, you know, in, in the previous season, they had a lot of shorthanded goals, but so it was nice to be able to see that. But in the end, you end up losing a game because you were pinned in your own zone for a long period of time. That, that first goal everyone saw was coming. And then the second goal was off of a bad penalty by OEL and that's something that we've been complaining about this entire se second half of the season is OEL has just not been the captain role that we've all been looking for him to be because he's been making dumb mistakes like that and leading them into areas where they are losing these games and so it was it was a good and bad game and it just is rough because you can't you can't win games with only one goal. You have to bury. It's the NHL. It's not a low-scoring game anymore. Games in the NHL are, are won in decently scoring games, not like necessarily high, but decently scored games, and they just can't be putting up one goal and expecting to win. Yeah, that's – Talkit was asked directly after the game about it. And he said, we didn't score. That's it. That's the game. And he was a follow-up question about, well, what was the difference between the Tampa game and this game? And he was like, they just, they just weren't going in. <laughs> you know? So they put up 38 shots on Bobrovsky, and Bobrovsky looked amazing. There were a lot of – Coyotes had a lot of really good scoring chances in this game, but they just couldn't bury any of them. You know, I thought Lawson Krause had a great chance in the game. Taylor Hall had a had a partial breakaway that he couldn't score on. Um, they didn't get any power plays in the game, which was weird. I thought there was a bullshit call there in the third period, I think, when Barrett Hayton got taken down 
in the offensive zone and the referee was standing three feet away and he didn't do anything about it. And then just moments later after that, OEL took that shitty penalty that they lost the game on. So, I mean, honestly, like, this was one of the most boring hockey games I've watched in a long time. Like, I I was at the game, and I was so bored, I was making memes during the third period. Like, and it, that never happens, but this game was just, just blah. It was just not a lot to hang on to in this game, not a lot of excitement. You know, yeah, they put up 38 shots on goal, but it was just blah. It was just too blah. Outside of Darcy Kemper only giving up two goals, which is like what he does on a consistent basis, um, not a lot to take away from that game for me. But there was a lot of effort. I mean, it always is really nice to see this team show a bunch of effort because of the fact that they hadn't been in previous games, and that's the biggest problem that Talkett's been having is having his team buy in and really all support each other and and really give a solid effort. I think they did all give a solid effort. It's just that no one particularly stepped up more than usual to be the one that was the goal scorer and was able to put them over. And, and, you know, some part of it will always be puck luck, but in the end you can't really rely on grimy goals all the time. You have to be able to get those well-timed, really pretty goals. So I, in the end, I think that it just shows how frustrated that Talkit is when he is saying that, you know, we didn't score. That's just what it is. That's it. Because to him, you know, they've worked through so much. And to see them play a solid game and just not produce is frustrating because he knows that they are so close to success and just aren't achieving it. Yeah, and I think the most frustrating part about this game was that Sergei Bobrovsky was coming in as a goaltender who has struggled most of the season. Uh, very subpar season for the former Vesna Trophy winner who got paid a lot of money by the Florida Panthers. And the Panthers have given up, if I'm not mistaken, um, you know, they have given up some of the most highest goals against average in the entire league this year. And, uh, and for the fact that the Coyotes only scored one goal is it's, it's like, it's inexcusable. Like it's just, it goes back to that, the Ottawa game where they lose to Ottawa. That just doesn't make any sense. That game was inexcusable. Only scoring one goal against a bad goaltender and a, and an, a team that you scored five goals on, you know, somewhat recently, the Panthers are 29th in the league. 3.33 goals against per game and the Coyotes only put one. It's just it's just fresh it's just a frustrating thing and I'm it's like one of those things where it's just like we're down down to the nitty-gritty of the season and then, and we talked about this last week it's like I just don't see this team making the playoffs, you know, unless they go on a big win streak. And um and that led to that led to my poll question today, which can I get to the poll question? Yes, you've you've been so antsy about this poll question. It's actually kind kind of cute how excited you are about your little poll. Go, Richie, go. Thank you. The poll question is, and it got a lot of run on the Twitter feed today. Um, I asked a very simple question, which is: Should Rick Tockett return as head coach next season? And the Sporting Nation very very avid about this. Um, here are some. Before I get to the results, here are some responses. 
Talk it, I think, yes, but assistant coaches need to be looked at with how critical special teams are and how many times the power play cost the Coyotes points this season. Only if he does some introspection and gives a credible reason why next year will be better, what he thinks his mistakes were and how he will learn from them. Without that, it's just wishful thinking and we'd be better off with someone new. Somebody says, yes, give him an extension. Uh, Coaches Jack says, does a bear shit in the woods? Uh, and the final one I want to read is from Richard, who says, this guy will get the job done. And it's a gif of Gerard Gallon, who was fired by the Vegas Golden Knights earlier this season. The poll results, however, and I was a little bit surprised by this, too, because um, uh, Coyote's Twitter overreacts all the damn time. As of the recording of this show, 63% say yes, he should return next season. 37% say no. And I think both of us agree that, yes, he should be back, in my opinion, we saw that Rick Tockett's system works. We saw it work for the first 45 games of this season. We saw it work pretty much the entirety of last season before they shit the bed in those last five, you know, 10 games of the season. So, in my opinion, it's not Rick Tockett's fault. It's the players just not executing. It's Rick Tockett's system got them to 38 shots on goal against the Panthers. But Rick Tockett isn't the guy that's out there not scoring the goals. The guys out there not scoring the goals are your Clayton Kellers, your Nick Schmaltz, your Phil Kessels, your Christian Fishers, your Michael Grabners, who got both of them were got scratched. But that's the frustration here is that Rick Tockett's a great head coach. I think the players love him. Uh, I think he's he does a really good job with us in the media of being pretty open and honest with us. And and I, I just think it's you're looking more at the players here not executing than the head coach. I 100% agree. That's what, when it comes down to it, like I really liked the fact, and we keep coming back to it, we've already talked about it on the show, and you have already mentioned too that the big thing that Talkit has said is that he needs all of his players to buy in. Like you said, he can only do so much. Like you can only coach so much. You have to get your players to produce and to do what you have been telling them and coaching them to do if they don't do that that is on them that is not on you and I think a lot of this team it's a lot of issues that they're having with production for themselves and not necessarily the systems that Taka is running he's been trying to change things up and trying to move things around to make um, the best solution that he can find but in the end, you have to also have to look at the fact that each coach is different. Each coach has different systems, different ways that they look at the game. And it takes some time under a certain coach to fully buy in and to really understand the vision that that coach is giving you, the systems that that coach is giving you. And you have top players like Phil Kessel, who is in his first season with the Coyotes, first time you know playing with this team with talking all of these different elements they they all change things and then you also have taylor hall who came in part of the way through the season and is still learning all of these things as well and so you have players that are supposed to be top players that taylor hall is doing relatively decent phil kessel's not and and that's why you have to wonder if that's the fact that you know since he hasn't been here very long if that's a problem with him understanding his his role under target or target systems or whatever or when it comes but the problem is when it comes to players like 
Clayton Keller, who, you know, should be at this point understanding Talkit systems and knowing the way, the role he's supposed to be playing and, you know, the way that Talkit coaches and he's still not producing. You have to think at some point these players have to be held accountable for their own actions and the way that they play. And so it it's this weird middle between you don't want to get rid of him because you need them to be learning underneath him. The, the f- more they get comfortable with him, the better they will play because they will be playing comfortably. And that's one of the things that I keep on talking about is that they just don't look confident out there. They don't look like they're hundred percent sure of what they're doing. And then you have the other side where you also have to think these players at some point have to be held accountable because in the NHL this season in particular, it just seems to be if this team isn't producing the way we want this team to producing, we're just going to fire you. And that's so rash and it screws so much with the chemistry of a team that I, I don't think it should be done unless it's absolutely necessary. Yeah, that's a great point. I'm glad we both agree on this because I think both of us are of the thing. We're like, we're very patient, whereas a lot of fans are 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 not. You know, a lot of fans are, are quick to pull the trigger because your coach didn't have a great season. And I, I made the point about this not too long ago where um, on the Freaks, I, I wrote a blog. I remember writing a blog about it, which is just like, just be patient with your head coaches. Like, you know, like it, it takes time to for them to get, you know, get the right guys in there, implement the system, and then get better. Because we have to remember – that there are a lot of guys on this team that are are pretty, you know, are still young and still learning to win in this league and what it takes to play well down the stretch of a playoff race and not fold under the pressure uh, that comes with that. And granted, this team does have its fair share of veterans in the lineup too. You know, Phil Kessel, multiple Stanley Cups. Um, uh, Nicholas Jalmerson, multiple Stanley Cups, right? Derek Stepan's been around the block for for quite some time, you know, and um, and so I think it's just just be patient, Coyotes fans, be patient. Yeah, no, I completely agree, and it's the relationship is like anything else, you know, it grows together as as they grow, and I'm really glad that you pointed out the fact that you know there are some really young people on this team, and in that sense, your the coach is that like authority figure that is essentially helping these kids grow because they are not only going through much so much like in the game but through life as well and so being able to be there and grow with that coach is a big deal because it it creates a sense of um not reliance but um not comfortability but it's like a you know it's like a trust fall that they know that if they're screwing up and they're not doing what they need to be doing, that that coach knows exactly what to say or or exactly what to do um, in order to get them back on pace. And that is a relationship that has to be kind of built. It's not something that can just be thrown together and it only comes with time and with that ability for the coach and players to be able to work together. So yeah, I don't think going into a rash situation is ever what you want to do and uh this has not been 
an amazing season for the Coyotes, but it hasn't been absolutely terrible either. They have shown some really great light, and if they can pull that light out of it, and even though it may not be the strong run that everyone was looking for this particular season, it can be carried into later seasons. Um, so, yeah, I mean, everyone just kind of needs to calm down. And that is, I feel like, something I'm, we're saying a lot anymore when it comes to um, the NHL and everything else because of the fact that, um, you know, everyone is so quick to just either put on Twitter or whatever else what they're thinking, but, you know, they don't really always know the full story. None of us really ever do. And um, you can't really, unless you're in that locker room, say what is or isn't the right thing to be doing because you don't know that relationship. Uh, Sporty Nation, there you go. You can go vote on the poll. It's up for a couple more days at Corey underscore Ridge Show on the Twitter. Very popular poll. Let us know your thoughts on it. But uh, before we uh, wrap up the show here, we have some news for you. If you've been following us on social media, you know that Corey and I have received our terrific Southern Scholar socks from southernscholar.com. And uh, coming up in a minute, we're going to announce to you how you can win yourself a pair of of those socks. And uh, if you didn't know about it, uh, they're a menswear company whose primary focus is providing you with a better dress sock option through their monthly subscription or their shop. They make some of the best dress socks in the world. They're crafted with their one-of-a-kind signature material blend and designed with classic color palettes and timeless patterns. I actually put my mine on when I went. I covered the Coyotes game on Tuesday, and and they were great. They uh, I feel so good. They are nice and soft, and they look really cool too. I got they gave us some like red and black ones, and as I said in my video the other day, like that's like that's so perfect for Coyotes. Uh, and that combination is terrific. And uh, I'm glad that we got got them in hand, and they are great. And uh, and and what did uh, what did Scotty think of his his new socks, Corey? Um, he absolutely loved them. He was like digging through. It was funny because he pulled them out, and he goes, "Look, look what came for you today." And I was like, "That look what came for you. It's for me to look at, for you to wear." So. Um, <laughs> He he enjoyed them quite a lot. He actually made me put one on my foot so I could feel how soft it was because um, he was so impressed by it. So he, he made me put one on. Um, but yeah, they're really nice looking and they're definitely um, a little bit of a statement piece. So when you're wearing, um, you know, an outfit that's not really exciting, which not a lot of men wear very exciting outfits. It's a nice little like statement thing for when like you sit down and, and your pants come up a little bit and you can just see the it's kind of cool i like it a lot uh, they're a really cool idea really cool brand anything that you can do to put your personality out is always kind of the best and they uh any company that sends us anything in coyotes colors has to be extra cool because coyotes colors are the best colors I 100% agree. And remember, southernscholar.com, if you buy anything on the site, if you subscribe to their box, if you just want to buy a pair for yourself, like some of the ones we got, you can go take a look at that on our Instagram. By the way, I I, I, I made a nice little video, and you can go look and see what we got. And 
Uh, thank you to Southern Scholar for sending those to us. Uh, go on the southernscholar.com, enter the code THPN, like the Hockey Podcast Network, and they're going to give you five bucks off of your order. And, uh, Corey, we have a special giveaway here. This is our first ever giveaway on the show. It's very exciting. Um, we are going to give away the February monthly box to one particular Sporting Nation member. Yes. And in order to do so, you all you got to do is when we tweet out this show, you just have to retweet it. So your retweet enters you in to win that February box. I mean, if you want to make your own post and tag about our episode and how much you love it and to go listen to us, um, we'll also count that as a point. But so simple, just hit that retweet button and you can be entered in to win. Easy peasy, and then we'll send out those socks to you, and you're going to love them because they are so soft and so awesome and so great. So, we uh, again, we want to keep this show short this week so we won't go on too much longer. Um, here's just a little bit of it. I just want to give you guys a preview of what's coming up here uh, for the next you know little bit here. Vancouver coming up on uh, – or excuse me, uh, Buffalo coming up this weekend on Saturday at home, then a little bit of road trip, Vancouver, Calgary, Winnipeg, and then a big five-game homestand which for those of you who still think the Cutters are going to make the playoffs, that five-game homestand with Vancouver, New York, Dallas, Vegas, and Detroit is going to be a big, big homestand. Uh, Coyotes right now, taking a look at the standings, they are at 70 points right now. They are outside of the playoff race as we speak on this show. Um, they, uh, ooh, hang on, that's not the right thing. There we go. Jesus, it's 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 just... Corey, I'm going crazy. I've been in this this studio all day long, and I'm going crazy. 70 points for the Coyotes. That's fourth in the wild card spot. They are six points back of Vegas for number one in the Pacific, four points back of Edmonton and Vancouver, and two points back of Calgary, tied with Nashville, but Nashville has games in hand. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a big, uh, big stretch of games coming up for the Coyotes here. Any final thoughts before we say bye-bye? Um, mostly just the fact that some of those teams are playing tonight. Like I said, um, you know, the, the fact that the Coyotes are playing only two games each, these two weeks will allow some room for those teams to finally start catching up. Um, I, I do in my final thoughts, want to bring up one, one small argument before we sign off to see what you think. Oh, do you think it is slightly rigged by the NHL that the Coyotes are so far ahead in games this season when the rest of the NHL is paced to be a fair amount of games behind them. Oh, we're getting into conspiracy. No, 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 it's not rigged. It just, that happens. It happens to every team every year. It balances out. It balances out. By the end of the year, everybody plays the same amount of games, so get over it, Coyotes fans. who are like, oh, well, we played the most games. That's not fair. Tough shit. I just, it happens. You know, I see things, and I want to throw them out. I, I know Richie enjoys a, a good conspiracy theory mm-hmm. every once in a while, yep. so I uh, thought I would – I saw that one. I thought I'd throw it your way. 
Well, thank you very much. That's the perfect way to end this show. Let us know what you think. Is the did the NHL rig the system so the Coyotes get screwed? Let us know at Corey underscore Richie Show on the Twitter. Follow the network at HockeyPodNet on Twitter on Instagram. Uh, remember, retweet the show. Send it out. Tag us with the link. That counts, too. We'll put you into your name in a hat, and you can win some Southern Scholar socks, uh, courtesy of uh, Southern Scholar. So, uh, for Corey, I have been Richie. We'll talk to you again on Monday, albeit both of us are super busy this weekend, so it's probably going to be a best of show. Wink, wink, maybe. I don't know. We'll figure it out. (laughs) Until next time. (laughs) Good night and good hockey, everybody.